and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyze games one letter at a time. I'm Sol, shut that door. <laughs> I'm Mark, and this time I'm in a hotel room in Amsterdam. I'm Dan, and this time I've got a little bit of cold. Oh, are you okay though? I'll be all right. Is it, is it cold or it's not like HEP or AIDS or... You sure it's a cold? It's a good question, actually. Where did you get it? Where did you find it? Who did you contract it from? In a service station bathroom. It was just... It's probably HEP. Cool. <laughs> so, welcome to uh, World 1, Stage 4, where this week's game is Dordor. But before we get on to Dordor, let's talk some more more about the games <laughs> War War we've been playing. Oh, nice. No, nice. I see what you did there. I've been at this a bit. <laughs> it's a bit jarred that. Mark. Oh, go on. Who's first? Me. What have you been doing? Well, I've been on holiday, haven't I? That's why I were in a toilet last time we did this. So other than playing Dardor, I've only really played like uh, family-type games on the Switch. Do you go on holidays in toilets? Uh, well, no, I had to hide in the toilet because the wife occupied the main living area of the flat that we had, and the kids were in the bedroom of the flat that we had. And then I, that left me with the kitchen, but she'd put the dishwasher on. I was just sitting on the toilet, which is what I opted for. Ah, uh, so that wasn't the vacation? No, the, t- the toilet wasn't the vacation. It was not the highlight. It was like a little tiny sweat box. But yeah, so the only games that I played was all the multiplayer things on the Switch. Mario Party, Tower Fall, uh, Mario Kart, all that sort of stuff. When we got back uh, on a night. A little bird tells me that you played Tetris 99 eventually. I did, well, I did, but then the wife nicked it off me because she was like, I were always good at Tetris, even though she hates gaming. And then she like confiscated it and nobody else was allowed to touch the switch whenever we had Wi-Fi because she got obsessed with Tetris 99. So It does get you like that. Oh, just one more. Just one yeah. more. Just one more. <laughs> That's because the game was so quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she did quite well. Mario Party is fun, isn't it? Mario Party is better than I thought because I used to really, really like the one on the GameCube. And then it went a bit crap. Well, they started going a bit crazy with it. They brought microphones and all sorts into it. it yeah, it, yeah it, all, it all just took it a bit too far and they've kind of clawed it back a bit now and it's better. And then you've got loads of game modes. So if you can't be bothered doing the board game bit, you can just do all the mini games and stuff like that. It was good. But it was Towerfall that occupied most of our time, obviously, because that's far superior. What is it? I don't know it. You're serious? It's made by the guys that the guy that made Celeste, which you also didn't give oh, any time to. Yeah. I do, I do <laughs> mean to go back to that. <laughs> it's genuinely one of the best four-player couch fight out games ever made. It's an absolutely amazing game. So, yeah, is, we, we played is, that loads. Is that the one with the, with the people who look like they're made of jelly? No, they're just little little old retro 8-bit-looking sprites with bow and arrows uh, and little power-ups appear around the thing. And it, it's, essentially, you've got a few arrows, but when you shoot your arrow, you lose it and you have to go collect it and that's I have, it. I have played it. I have played it. It is good, that, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. I, yeah, I forgot it was called that, though. Yeah, so that, that was it, really. That was it for me. So it's better than Overcooked, is it? Um, it is when we're playing it because the thing with Overcooked is when we're playing it as a family, my littlest kid, he 
he sucks his enjoyment out of Overcooked by ruining it for everybody else. <laughs> so, like, there's me and the wife and my oldest kid working as a real good team, and all Ace does is sit there laughing his head off, just destroying everything for everyone. <laughs> so eventually we all throw up control. We're not playing with this wheel anymore. You ruin it for everyone. And he just sits there laughing. So, yeah, we, we left it alone. Yeah. About you, Daniel? Uh, oh, I got my arcade. Did I, oh, when did I get that back? I got my board back. Off my arcade machine. Have I told you this story? You told me the one where you went to the dude's house. Oh yeah, no, that was a different one. That was the Space Invaders that I bought, which turned out to be perfect. <clears throat> no, this was the board that I sent off for repair. Uh, it came back, fitted it back in my machine. You know the one that I nearly died by taking apart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I fit, fitted that in, and it looks lovely. It's nice and crisp, lovely picture, but um, the sink still. Is a bit dodgy, really sensitive. It moves when you're playing. So you get it just right, and then it starts moving. You need to explain uh, that it's, it's synchronized yeah. and not a sink you do the washing up in. <laughs> yes. So you, when you're playing it, a sink <laughs> appears. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what happens. The, the screen, the, the scrolls, that's moving. There's no, I can't get it to stay static. So I got in touch with the, um, the fellow who repaired it for me. And explained it and he went, Can you take me a picture of the uh, RGB connector? So I sent him a picture and he went, Where's that yellow wire going? Because there's three wires for the colour and then a black and a white, presumably for positive and negative power, and then a yellow one. And he went, Where's that going? So I traced it and sent him pictures of what it was connected to. So loads of little connector blocks and then into the jammer connector. And he went, There's your problem. Just you need to take that yellow wire out of that block because for some reason two wires go into the block and then one comes out the other side. And I said, that's your sink. And it doesn't need it for the jammer ones. So that's what's causing your problem. I was like, all right, okay, cool. So now and that just, worked. I don't know. Well, you'll have to wait and find out. It's a bit cliffhanger, isn't it? It's, um, it, it's, worth it's giving, on its way back. Giving Gunblade a shout out, isn't it, from UK VAT? Yes. People's monitors. Is a well, monitor. you've Don, done it now. Don Dada. Yeah. He's, he's very good at it, it yeah. Um, so that, and uh, took a couple of trips to Arcade Club, well, to the different arcade clubs, Leeds and Berry or Burry, if it's you want to call it wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> had some fun there. One of them was for Sean Holly's birthday. Shout, Sean, out. Shout out to Sean Holly, who was 50. Sean off of uh, Tempest's arcade, arcade podcast. And we all turned up and had masks with his face on, which was funny. Um, I don't know. Have I been playing? Oh, oh, Rocket League. I've somehow got fallen back into playing Rocket League and I've got addicted to it again. You know, I've never, I've got it and I've never played it. Ever. It's brilliant. I love it. It's dead. It's because it's quick again, five minute games and it's football with cars and i like cars and football i turned off at football that's why i wrote a play <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i might one day get around to finishing red dead 2 no you won't because as good as it is it's just too boring <laughs> well <laughs> so it, i'm sorry like it is controversial <laughs> but come on it's a cowboy simulator oh, isn't it it is not a cowboy simulator because if it's a cowboy simulator, I could do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it in the manner in which I, I could build my own crew and I could do all this. What is the most boring bits of a cowboy simulator mixed with the 
just the, the most boring bits of some story-driven thing. I wanted it to be a cowboy simulator. It's not. It's like a, it's a cowboy simulator to a point. So you go out. I wonder what happens if I throw my horse off that bridge and just I want to land it like a sweet jump and your horse's legs break and it dies. Then it's a cowboy simulator. When there's forty five people shooting you in the face and you're still alive, it's not then. You know, so, it, so you, it, you want demon yeah, souls, demon souls cowboy mode, don't you? <laughs> I just, I just uh, I, don't get me wrong. I like it, but every single time I'm playing it, I just can't help but think. Why am I playing this? Yeah, I've got uh, so many better. Go at it. Yeah, I had to go at it and fly through the story, so you become invested. Otherwise, you let it drift. And there's well, that's what emotional punches as you get through that story that really hit. I keep wandering off and getting um, getting sidetracked by. Oh, look, a deer! Let me shoot that, and then and then half an hour later, go. What was I doing now? And. But yeah, the other thing is you can't set anything up. So like you're thinking about. you're thinking about a mission and you think how's the best way to do this and then you can't do it the way you want because you hit a trigger point and then everything behind you that you've done resets so if you've set yourself up a really good escape route and all this all cool stuff behind you as soon as you hit the point where the mission starts that's where the mission starts and it forgets everything else so you can't really simulate anything you know, all you can do is play it how it wants you to play it so that's what bugs me about it Sol. <laughs> that's me <laughs> I'm laughing. I was just waiting for you to. Okay, I was just waiting for someone just to hand the baton. <laughs> so, <laughs> when we've stopped laughing and I've taken a drink of my ale, well, um, you can hand the baton again. There's a switch here on my thing that says Mike, but it doesn't do anything. Is it his name? And Sol. So, what have you been up to? Um, two things. I've been dying a lot in Celeste. I think I mentioned over the last part or the pod before. I've had the limited limited run physical copy come through, so I've been enjoying that, dying a lot. Uh, Outer Worlds. Is that the new Fallout guys one? Yeah, Obsidian. Yes. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, and it's like playing Fallout, <laughs> surprisingly, but it's very, very pretty, and it's got a really snide, snarky sense of humour. Um reminiscent, I don't know, Monkey Island type, so not Borderlands wacky over-the-top humour, just snarky. And it's good? Yeah, it's good. Um, It still suffers, I don't know if it's me, it still suffers from, well, literally over-encumbrance, but you just seem to pick up that much and get that much. And what I tend to do when I play these action RPGs is I find a good gun and I stick with it and I rarely use you're not punished for dying, are you? So you rarely use all the things you pick up because well, I'll just do that again. So what you could do with is, well, you've got, like again, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, something like that to to force you to use, utilize your things because you just end up looking at loads of menus, loads of items and going, oh, I don't know. And you just play it. Um, but yeah, so far, 10 hours in. That's a fairly good stint then. Yeah, I've... Um, I've checked on what's the website? How long to beat? I think the main you can. I think I think it's thirty hours. You're talking to box it all off. It's not that big for no. A, no, that's what I've thought. So I'm quite surprised at that. Full completion, including all of the side quests. Yeah, I swear. I swear it's in thirty hours. Yeah. No way. That's a bit of a jip, really. For well, a, it's on Game Pass. So uh, it's not really costing me anything. So ah, seems, well, in that case, seems short that though, doesn't it? Very. Yeah. How long to beat? 
if no one knows how long to beat.com, it's really good because it tells you how long to beat a game. But I did not know it. It's not good because I often find myself wondering how long I should beat. Well, that's a different website. <laughs> uh, main story, 11 hours. Main and extra, 21. And completion is 34 hours. So it depends what you do. If you're like me, that goes goes down every side quest alley before moving out of that playable area, then I, I'll be busting 34. It's so, just Fallout in space, is it? Is that the idea? Yeah, but the aesthetic's really nice. It's Dan Darish. It's right retro Rocketeer type style. Yeah, it's really colourful, isn't it? Yeah. Because I, I downloaded it for the PC just to have a look at it, but I didn't I, I didn't give it more than a couple of minutes. So I don't. all I know is, oh, yeah, that looks nice and that's it. But yeah, it, it looks pretty, doesn't it? Yes. So I recommend that if you want a relatively short uh, action RPG in this time where we don't have any time. So moving on to this episode's game, it's, uh, as previously mentioned, it's Dodo, which, if you're from Yorkshire, it's Dodo, not Dodo, or Dodo, Dodo. If you're from Rochdale, it's Dua Dua, isn't it? Dua Dua, aye. Dua Dua. Scotland, it's Dura Dura. <laughs> and if you're from London, it's Dodo. I don't want to, I don't want to move us on, but this might yeah. take some time to go through all the regional accents. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. Oh, I want to find on. a really weird one. What is it from Cornwall? Dordor. <laughs> okay. Dordor. Uh, what about Birmingham? Dordor. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Well, I'm trying to think that's... of other accents now. Irish. Dordor. <laughs> what about Northern Irish? Dordor. I asked for a door. You have given me door door. I only wanted one door. This is a disgrace. So if, you, so if you've not, uh, if you've not realised already, is that racist? I just think it, I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it is. It's inclusionist. We've just gone around all the British islands. That is. So okay. As you've probably caught on this week, this, this episode featured game is Dodo or Doa Doa. In Japan, <laughs> originally released on 8-bit machines in 1983, it eventually made its way to the Famicom on the 18th of July, 1985. <laughs> Look That's at the second, the second best thing that was released that day is this game. What What else was released? You, me, <laughs> you nice. from your mama. Uh huh. Bust out. She was her. also your mama. Yeah, Stomach, actually. Created by Koichi Nakamura, founder of Chunsoft, it was actually entered into a competition uh, that a new up-and-coming company going by the name of Enix was running. Nakamura went on to win with this Dodo. Won. This one. It did win. <clears throat> what else? Enix as in Square. Square Enix. Yes. Wow. Just a shot, just a little startup. Um, prior to this, he was a programmer that uh, actually converted Space Panic which to us guys, the Amstrad owners, uh, was Roland Goes Digging, Space Panic, onto previous platforms. And he entered this as a young, I think it was a teenager at the time, into this competition, and it won. It's a single-screen platformer puzzler consisting of levels and ladders, funnily enough, like Space Panic, and the platforms are connected by ladders, very similar to Space Panic. 
and you control a little fella that goes up and down the ladders, a little bit like bit Space like, Panic. Yeah. Well, your, li- <laughs> <laughs> your little man's called Chun, who resembles a marshmallow, or possibly a scrotum, in a cap. <laughs> Is his surname Lee? It's just Chun. Scrotum Lee? I think it's Chu Hun. No. He's three names. And he's chased around this <laughs> this platformer by four aliens. And the objective is to open doors on these platforms. And as the aliens enter, you close the door, thereby banishing that alien to some darkened netherworld, Where never to go? return. Clear all the aliens after level, job done. Move on to the next level. In total, there's 50. Is this it? Honestly, there's 50 levels in this thing. Five up. Right, I got to... Holy more. Right, I got... I, I didn't get very far, and I've seen all four of those aliens. So to hear that I got to maybe level 12 or something before I decided it was too tedious, and there's 50, and there's no more aliens than those. No, there. Yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah. I got to, and I was, I was getting... Yes. You do get more the alien types. It's not just four. Every level. Yeah. Oh, this ah multiple. Right. Yeah. There's more types, but yeah. there's only four per level. I understand. So the doors can only be open where there's a handle on it. So you push it one way. Some doors some doors have two handles on it. And once it's closed, like I said, the alien uh, disappears. Never to never to return. But if you don't close it quick enough, the alien comes back out and continues to terrorize you. More aliens you trap behind a door, the more points you get. So one alien, 100 points, two, 500, and multiplies up and up. Trap six behind, you get 10,000 points behind that one door. I thought about this in light of me being in Amsterdam and inspired by walking from the train station to here with like strange women rattling on windows and trying to show me their penises on the way in. I thought... Might be more interesting instead of being little aliens if they were like weird crack whores that all had like weird like it, like things wrong with them running Red around the screen and you're the pimp. Yeah, well, no, ha ha. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the pimp and you're just trying to shove them back in to earn you the peas. <laughs> But yeah, that would make it more interesting, I think. And then you could spice it up by having a power pill like Pac Man. But it's a Viagra, so it gives your guy like some stonking boner where they all turn into mad. Something here. <laughs> yeah, forget that game you've been developing. Yeah. Make this whatever it is you're describing now. Make ha 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 ha. Yeah. So there's four aliens. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Onward and upward. Moving away from the X-rated version. Four aliens, and I'm going to make a right mess of uh, telling you about these aliens. You just said there was more than four aliens. No. There's, you get multiple of those aliens, so you can have two of each, three of each. As the levels progress. So there is only four. There's only four types. So I have seen all four. You have. <coughs> right. So uh, and the green one is the one that you want to murder, yeah? Well, yes. So the first one, Good. Namagon, and he's a slug-looking fella with big eyes. He will always come towards Chun. Gotta be careful there. He'll always head towards Chun. Then you've got Invercon, who's a squid looking fella. That's Squidward. Yes. And he'll always yeah. go up a ladder. 
even if Chun's at the other side of it, he'll go up the ladder. And you've got Amichan, who's a blue amoeba squidgy jelly thing, and he always goes down a ladder, even if Chun's at the other side of that ladder. And then you've got Otabion, and he's that snaky dude who jumps when that, Chun jumps. Is that comes, a green one? Yeah, and yeah. he comes direct Didn't, for you. Yeah. Didn't Not see that coming. Like, that oh, he's coming at me. I'll just jump over him. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I don't believe any of what you just said is true. Oh. Their <laughs> movements were completely random. They did no. not go up and down ladders when I expected them to. I even, yeah, I even, well, I, yeah, I tested it because I found this on the instructions and so I tested it. It's absolutely how it works. <clears throat> you can guarantee that the blue guy will go down the ladders. Uh, Squid Ed will go up the ladders. And the and the sluggy and snaky boys come straight for you. One snaky yeah. boy. Yeah. The yeah. cheeky snaky boy. And also on the platforms, you pick up, uh, there's different fruits, different, sorry, different items, ice creams, lollipops, etc. But they're all given different values and the, what dictates their value is how, <laughs> is how many aliens you trapped behind one door, the previous level. So there's, there's clear... For me, there's two ways to play this game. You can either play it by going through the levels one to 50 and just say, right, I've completed them. Or you, knowing the behavior of the aliens, you can strategically get them up and down ladders, collect them all behind one door, get maximum points each level, which in turn gives you a maximum item point next level, and so on and so forth. And there is a YouTube video yeah. that I watched some patient person do this. That's that makes it kind of an infinitely better game than I thought it was, yes. I think. Mm. Exactly. So, yeah. like I say, the two it depends which you want to play. If it's obviously the first thing you want to do as a gamer is get to the end and see all levels, but to point mm. press and to get the most out of it takes quite a lot of strategy to get these aliens up and down the ladders and predict where they're going to go to get them all just, behind one door every time. Just touching on the pickups again, am I the only one that thought the bomb was a giant blueberry? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, but well, it's I, mistake, I didn't think mate. it were a giant blue. Yeah, I didn't think it were a giant blueberry, but. There's no indication of whether that's going to help or hinder you until you hit it, is there? So, Not at all. Likewise, yeah. there, so, there is a nail as well, isn't there? That is, the that's what we're going to come on to. I'm going to say there's like a weird thready thing that kind of just protrudes through the floor that they can walk over all day long. Don't bother them, no problem. You walk over it and that's it. So, yeah, so it's a nail that is supposed to be, is it? That they is can nail, walk on yes. it. They can walk on it. It doesn't bother them. Yeah, you know. but you've got <laughs> shoes on, and it kills you. <laughs> How about? Yeah, but we have maybe shoes to de- are made of balloons. Possibly, we have struggled to determine <laughs> what shoe, shoe balloon is. It's so, a marshmallow <laughs> in a oh, hat. Yeah. Oh, it's well, a marshmallow in a hat with shoe balloons, balloon shoes, and that, <laughs> shoe balloons. <laughs> shoe balloons. We do a great job of making these games sound better than they are. And that, in a nutshell, well, we is Dodo. There is nothing more to it than that. Aside from what we've just said just makes it sound like a very simple, simple platform, doesn't it? But there is some certain puzzle elements. I think it's level seven, level eight, where because you've you've only got one door and you've got one snake, and the snake is well away from you, but every time you jump, as we've said, the snake jumps. So you jump him off the platform and then you have to keep jumping to get him all the way back up to a door so you can chuck him in. So there is puzzly aspects. It's not just a simple, simple uh, platformer. So there's a bit more depth to it than, than I think is 
there's um the yeah the, the bit more they were thing sorry those it was nice to see those bits because it broke up the tedium of the rest of it for me i i, I oh, these are the, the interesting levels these are good like the one that's just got two of the um orange ones that just go left to right and one door and they were spaced so far apart that you'd let one behind the door and then it would come back out before the other one come along and needed to jump over them to get them into yeah so there's sync. a puzzle aspect there yeah they were yeah they were the better levels for me they were and the thing is they could have again you know like we we said about like bloodier they just throw you straight in and you have to figure it out if the levels had been structured in a more sensible way it could have been quite a lot better i think but yeah, yeah because you're could, right yeah. but, but yeah because you could learn more and then they could have done more with what you'd learned but hey well mm. let's not uh let's not reveal your verdicts just yet gents oh i'm not I'm just i'm just talking about the gameplay i'm discussing <laughs> the levels with you that's what we're here for just doing his job bro yeah don't even get paid for this but that that is it isn't it i mean it, I, it's quite i think it's quite easy to bounce off it and just say well i did it's a bit boring isn't it? it's just a platformer but once you know that there's all these different behaviors of these aliens and the different point pressing etc if you're into that if you want to go for world record charlie fire if you're listening oh, i love this yeah have you watched him play burger time uh, it's Mark. If you've ever seen someone play Burger Time, you've not seen them play it like Charlie Fire does. I'll do it after this. You're familiar with Burger Time, right? Oh, no, ladders, and you're a little chef, and you've been chased by hot dogs and and eggs and pickles, yeah. and you've got to walk yeah. along the the like the levels that have got a burger bun on it and make it drop down onto the others and make burgers at the bottom. Right. Oh, I'll anyway, have a look. This guy makes makes all the enemies line up and and they basically all walk together and it it airs this in score like. 50 million points but again it, like like that burger time you've if because you've got to basically make burgers by dropping the bun onto the lettuce the lettuce onto the burger the burger onto the bottom bun squash it all down at the bottom but if you get all your bad guys underneath all of that you can squash it and the more bad guys you get in the squash the more points you get which is again very similar to this there's more there's more layers to this onion so that was a brief overview of the game ladies and germs but before we go on to what we actually thought of that goddamn door, this is a section we like to call Cultural Interlude. Where... You can do it better than that. Can you I? can do it better. Yeah, go on. Cultural Interlude. It's more of a... Normally you're a bit more... Cultural Interlude! It's a bit more... <laughs> Let me channel my inner uh, Smash Robot. Yeah. Cultural Interlude. Oh, you could do it like a Dalek. Cultural interlude. Cultural interlude. Go. We'll that's the that one. one. We'll have that one. I <laughs> might sample that, and that's going to be used for a while. Yeah, that's what we've been. That's what we've been after. As we've said already, released back in July the eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Number one single in the UK, Frankie by Sister Sledge. But trying to knock them off the top spot was Axel F, Harold nice. Faltermeyer. Ding, ding. That's it. <laughs> yep, I think you got a couple of the notes in there. There must be an angel playing with my heart by the Rhythmics, which I'd like to call playing with my farts. 
Nice. And uh, find you cannibals with Johnny. I'm sorry. Want you come on? <laughs> That's how he used to sing, didn't he? Old Roland Gift. Yeah. <laughs> you had <laughs> Denise LaSalle or Denise LaSalle with Don't Mess With My Toot Toot. <laughs> What's her? Like, what does she look like? I'm just going to Google her now to see if I would mess with her toot toot or not. What's her name again? I think Denise she was quite old then and she might possibly. Denise be... what? Denise LaSalle. S-A-L-L-E. I'm going to find her. La Salle. La Salle. Oh, God, no. There'd be no messing with that toot toot, would there? Jeez. Oh. And. I've had, I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> and Live is Life by Opus. Live is Correct. Shifting on to the albums. Number one UK album, Born in the USA by Bruco Springsteenio. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Springsteen fan. In fairness, Born in the USA. And he was another else? one. Every every time we do these, we mentioned pop star or rock star at my hamster a while ago, and every time we do these. It just reminds me of the names that these characters had. So we'd had Tina Turn off and all that. And he was Bruce Stringbean, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think what it was. I couldn't remember it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what else was farting around the top? Brothers in Arms again by Dire Straits. Still hanging around. Tears for Fears with uh, songs from the big chair, which had Shout on it. Come on, in Yorkshire, shat, which is a, is a <laughs> scary accident. Dual meaning, yep. shat, shat, let it all out. And <laughs> everybody wants Stop. to rule the world. For those people. Yeah, that's a great because... song. That is a fab, 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 fab song, that. And you had Misplaced Childhood by Marillion. That's a chat. Kaylee and Lavender on it. No? You're looking quiz. Kaylee, is it too late to say I'm sorry? Lavender's yeah. blue, dearly deal. A spider meanders on a wall. A kind of lager, lager. You know, you know, you know, Jackie back on him. What just happened to my ears? <laughs> Quick, get the injection. Pull that Jackie back on him. Get back in that room. Yeah, You're not so familiar with, with, with. I think we've made all our I like the word Marillion. It's a nice word. Marillion. It's like a million, aren't you? Yeah. You I've got a million out. Kaylee, is it too late to say I'm sorry? Stop no? it. Right, so well, I've, I swear it was on pure soft metal. Okay. Moving on to the films. Number one UK film, Return to Oz. That is terrifying, isn't it? In what like, way? I'm a horror fan. It it just that is a scary, scary film. I mean, Feruza Balk looks scary now. Even when she were a little girl, no, she just, looked scary. And there's a wheelie yes. in it, and it's just uh, freak me out. It is it, it is really scary. Like people go, oh yeah, Labyrinth would a bit hardcore, wouldn't it? No, have you seen Return to Oz? That will give you. 
it's, I, I think I need counselling now that I'm reminded of that film. It was awful. It's not particularly any good, yeah. though, is it? It's brilliant. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I watched it again recently just to see if it were as terrifying, disgusting and vile as, uh, as I remembered it. And it, it was every bit as awful as I remembered it in a good way. Uh, what else in the charts? View to a Kill and Fletch, starring Chevy Chase. I could probably count on one hand the number of things I've watched with Chevy Chase in. Well, is then you need to. No. You need to is it go back. Do I? Because every time I see yeah. him in some. Buys Like Us, brilliant. National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, brilliant. Fletch, brilliant. All, all that old stuff, basically. If, if Will Ferrell yeah, that's, stole his act. Yeah, and I don't like Will Ferrell. I hate him. Well, then you, then you, well, then you let him. <laughs> brilliant. Save me some time. Yeah. Do you want to know? I thought it was great. Yes. Well, that's what we're about, isn't it? Let's, it is what we're what about. What a view to a kill, probably. <laughs> CVG's game of the month was Melbourne's House Way the Exploding Fist on the Comic oh, 64, yeah. which they claim is brilliant. And it was. get Bruce Lee at 995. They're saying that Way of the Exploding Fist was better than that Bruce Lee game. That's what they're saying. That's what they're alluding to. Well, yeah. That's their position yeah, they're that taking. Little- Yellow character, and you went around collecting the little bits, and there were weird little fat things chasing. Well, there were green sumos for that. a start in Bruce Lee, so surely that wins. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being racist in any way. It looked like a Simpsons character. Oh, that's it. Was <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah, that it, was ye- it was a yellow character. Too much for it. I think we're treading on the icy wall. I love that. I love that Bruce Lee game. Yeah, I I, 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 I'd, I'd argue that it's better than where the exploding fist. There's loads better. I can't remember it, but did we? Did we not? Have we had a game that was released around this same time recently? Because I'm sure they were in the top twenty of the games that we were looking at a couple of pods ago. Probably this will occur. Maybe yeah. Uh, I'm sure maybe. it will. They also reviewed Frank Bruno's boxing, Dundarak. And what was that? A little known game called Herbert's Dummy Run. Oh, yeah, I knew that, but what what's done, Derek? It was um, like an adventure game, wasn't it? Where you could not, not no like idea. a classic adventure, colossal cave type adventure. It was a, um, a single screen walkabout adventure, if I remember rightly. Uh, in the arcade section this month, Pitfall 2. Just when you thought you'd fallen in enough pits. <laughs> and Commando, which I'll play again this weekend at Arcade Club. It's still solid. And again, if Charlie Farr's listening, I think he can one CC it because I think he can one CC everything on that top floor. But it's so hard. Right, so moving on to the charts. What have we got here? At number one, Soft Aid. What's You're looking that? at me quizzical as to what is Soft Aid. Soft Aid yeah. was released in relation with Band Aid. And oh, it was essentially God. a comp. <laughs> it's for the market, it's for the it's for charity. And it were essentially they had a Commodore 64 version and a Spectrum version with various games on their compilation. They all went to charity. So but what what was they? Did what, you have to do like toggle a joystick? Well, like No, Freddie no, there were some high end games. I can pull them up if you want, but uh, they're on Oh, Wiki. so it's like a multi-pack of decent games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for charity. Got you. 
Yeah. Okay, I understand. So you can stop. You can stop criticizing. Oh, there's some a charitable. There's some belters on here though. There is cauldron. There? Cauldron. Spy hunter. Spy cauldron me spy. Brilliant. As you as you predicted, a view to a kill. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Tapper. Crazy Colin action biker. The Rocky Arisha. Alien Eight. Yeah. Right. I just. Right, okay, I've just twigged now. I thought you were still talking about Soft Aid, so I'm looking down these games going, none of these <laughs> games you've talked about are included in this. There's Jack and the Beanstalk, and Horace goes skiing. What are you two talking about? Yeah, we're now on the charts. You're still looking at the charts. <laughs> but if you'd like to scroll down in your, um, in your show notes, I came across a wonderful uh, game that was released around this time. Going by the name of Jack Charlton's Match Fishing. Oh I'll wow! Included advert in the show notes, and uh, to quote Jack, to quote Jack Charlton in in the advert here, all the excitement of real fishing match, and you don't have to get your feet wet. All the excitement of a real fishing match, and you don't have to get your feet wet. <laughs> is he a Geordie? He is a Geordie, isn't he? Look at this though. You've got Jet Set Willy and Jet Set Willy Two in here, but weren't they both the same game anyway? I never played Jet Set Willy Two. <laughs> I, I think it made its way to the Amstrad, but really late. I think they were the same, the same game, but Jet Set Willy 2 was fixed. No, I, you I, remember, I, I didn't. Like been I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the case. Like, they released Jet Set Willy. This is before you could patch a game. They'd released loads of them on cassettes, and they went, oh, yeah, you can, no, can't there's, there's more to the whole history of Matt Smith um, struggling to develop, I think, Jet Set Willy 2. There's... there's brighter and more knowledgeable people than us that can wax lyrical on Jet Set Willy and Jet Set Willy 2. I know that much. But it does have a checkered yeah. history. But yeah, it was a great game. And you could play it and play it and play it. But yeah, I think of off this list, I think the one that I played the most was Rocky Horisha. We We played that to death, didn't we? We played that a lot. A lot. It's a lot better game than it deserves to be, is Rocky Horisha. What did you have to do? Um, you had to gather the pieces of the Medusa machine and then go do the time warp and disappear it, off back uh, to the I've planet. Got, I've but got fake was... memories of someone sidestepping, covering the genitals with the hands yeah, off. Yeah, because you lost your clothes. Yes. Around, yeah, because yeah, you got your clothes nicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. It was a really, really entertaining game. And then obviously because it had the music from the, the show, it, the, you know, the music were good in it. It were good. It were really good. And you know, you're, you're 10, 11 playing this well. 9, 10, yeah. 11. So people losing the clothes and the racing nature of Rocky Horror. It ticked all the boxes, didn't it? And the songs. Yeah. And Alien 8 was really good as well. Like it, a bit like Altered Beast, wasn't it? No. Same. It was... Um, not, uh, not, uh, what was it not Altered Beast. What's it called? Nightlaw. The one where he turned into a werewolf. Yes. Nightlaw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Alien 8 was that with a robot. It was robot, Ultimate, wasn't it? wasn't it? Yeah, Ultimate played a game. Really Who became what, rare. What was Empire Fights back? Is that any uh, riff on Star Wars by any chance? Yeah, I think like... I searched on Empire Fight back. It's, um, yeah. Do you know what were really funny? Um, we're from Wakefield originally for the Wake. purposes of people listening. And in Outwood, there used to be a theatre called the Empire and it closed down for years and then it opened up as a big fish and chip shop and they called it the Empire Strikes Back. Best name for a chippy ever. <laughs> <laughs> they should have kept it. 
But yeah, that were probably marginally better than playing the Empire Fights back from Mastertronic. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so. Oh, I've just, I've just seen your picture of Jack Charles. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> They've photoshopped him onto like, with whatever like version a, of Photoshop yeah, had then. It's like the random graphics in background is him stood over a family looking like he's going to do something inappropriate with each other. He looks sinister. He looks like he's going to pick them all up and throw them in that pond. He <laughs> does, yeah. Fish, then, yeah, fish that out. 6.95. Unique yeah. multiplayer action. What's unique about it? <laughs> Well, it's uniquely rubbish. I wish we'd got that. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. So, that is music, films, games for July the 18th, 1985. Do you want want to move on to the final thoughts of the game then, gents? Uh, Well, I think before we do that, we should have Dan's fun fact. Yes, that we've forgotten to do on the last couple. So. Yeah, do we do we do it for B? I think we did it for B, did we? I don't know. Oh, We're well. doing it for this though. That's for Dayim, sure. So, soon as we missed it out, it's back. Return of the fact. <laughs> Return of the fact. <laughs> so, as you mentioned earlier, Dada was created for a competition, entered into a competition, and a certain Yuji Hori also placed in the finals of the same contest with a computer tennis game. I don't know what that was called. I'm not that fact heavy. But (laughs) together, um, Yuji Hori and Nakamura went on to develop and release Dragon Quest. Imagine that. Imagine being responsible for Dragon Quest, which we're now up to, what, 15, 14? Wow. And it's just how every JRPG has gone on forever. So that's the very origin of the exact type of games I'd hate. I'd, I, if those two people didn't exist, my world wouldn't be any worse off. You're not so, a fan of quite, JRPGs. Quite strong feelings. <laughs> yeah, Why sorry. don't you like JRPGs? Because it's just it's a menu simulator. Move to here, pick... Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to fight. What kind of fight do I want to do? Oh, I want to do a punchy fight. Would you, which of these special three types of punchy fights would you like to do? Ah, oh, f- do one. Let me just fight. Now, you see, you're describing that, and I think that sounds cool. I find, I find JRPGs very uh, relaxing. And then, I do. once you've picked whichever fighty, punchy move you want to do, the modern ones... There's a 10-minute video to watch while it happens. And then, yeah, but they're usually then goes, really pretty. Then it goes, miss. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, all right, let's do it again. Yeah, no. but the thing is, you're, you're from a generation that takes some of the graphics a bit more for granted than we do. So, like, when we first saw those cutscenes, we reveled in those cutscenes. Like, wow, look well, at that, that's the best thing I've ever seen. I the first one for me I ever played was Final Fantasy VII, and I, I went and bought it because it it was raved about by everyone, and I learned a lesson that day not to take any notice of critics because <laughs> because something's universally adored doesn't mean it's going to be any good, and people still harp on about that chuffing game 
and I get fed up of hearing it. (laughs) 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 You've set me off now, look. You're tall enough without being on your soapbox. I don't don't get the point. Not the point of it. I don't get what the fanfare's about. I don't get that you don't get it. But you know what? I, I like all that being said and done. I love playing Pokemon. Which is essentially the same. But it's got cute little animals in it. I think think for the best one for me was Final Fantasy X, I think. I think that was probably the best example of it. I think it peaked there. I never thought. I tried to play Dragon Quest two or three or whichever came uh, whichever Chris Parsons sold me with that Famicom. But I can't read Japanese, so it makes um, text. No, that's a hindrance. Yeah. So I can't read English. You might, <laughs> you might like Final Fantasy VII remake. Have you been keeping an eye on that? You probably haven't because you hate Seven so much. But the remake's done more. Um, it's not turn-based. It's action. But it looks kind of. Oh god! I bet the internet's gone mad. Hybrid yeah. thing, doesn't it? It looks kind of turn-based, but not what really. What do you mean you've changed it? We didn't want you to change it. Just remake it and make it look nice. Stop ruining <laughs> things. It was perfect as it was. It just looked a bit old. <laughs> you know the yeah. You know the change Resi two. You mean made it better by not? Yeah, being... absolutely. And that's what you should be doing with remakes. Yeah. What? What? So you're saying that it's better because it's not a. Menu based combat, thank you. No. Yes, <laughs> fall into your own trap. <laughs> well, I can like both things, Carl. No, no, I can tell you feel quite strongly about it. Yeah, don't like JRP Doff. Yeah, I've never heard him get mad about anything. I'm glad now that I know what buttons to press. Every time, every time I see him looking a bit too chilled out, I'm just going to carry a copy of it in my back pocket and just wave it at him. J- see if I can trigger him. <laughs> JRPGs just rather play other games. You look nice and relaxed there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at this. <laughs> Triggered. Yeah, it's not for me. Onwards. <laughs> Onwards. So final thoughts on da da do a do a da da do 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 da da do a do a Well Who's going first? I need to calm down so I'll be quiet. If you've calmed down, I'll pass the baton to you then, Dan. No, I haven't. Come back to me. Christ, it's really Dan is preferring what you have to do is Select a menu and say whether you, whether you want to climb open ladder or walk open past door. the door. <laughs> right then, Mark, you. Uh, for me, I, I didn't give this a great deal of time because I was on holiday. But for me, in a very similar way to Blow Land, it seemed like um, it had potential to be really, really good. But it was a victim of its own execution in a way. So you've got these characters and each of them do these different things, but um, I I didn't have the instructions. So I, I figured out they did different things as I went on, but it would have made much more sense to me if I'd have been introduced to each character individually. I got to know the little nuances and I got thrown two of those characters in and it, it had felt like more of a puzzle than feeling like more of chaos, which at some points it, it just felt stressful and annoying. Whereas it could have actually felt a bit more methodical and um, 
and interesting if they'd have structured it in a different way. So I think there's, there's a really, really high-scoring game under the surface of the game that they actually released. I think the mechanics are there and the characters look good and the music's okay and, and all of that stuff, but it's ruined by the fact that they just kind of just threw it all on a screen and went, yeah, just deal with that. And there didn't seem to be any logical path to what was happening. That's what I thought. It was entered into a competition. It had a deadline to make. Yeah. But maybe that's why. <clears throat> maybe that's why. So, on uh, how many awoogas are you giving it there, Marky? I don't know because it's a funny one. Because, like I say, you know, you kind of, I kind of want to give it more for the potential that it's got. As it stands, it's probably a six at best. But there's there's an eight in there. There's an eight or a nine in that game. Uh, somewhere and there's some really good levels in it and there's some really good ideas in it but unfortunately it's executed in quite a clumsy manner so it's not so it's a bit annoying really it's worth playing though we calm down dan that's Do it you want to... <clears throat> i have posit yeah. your opinion yeah okay <clears throat> well i want to caveat my whole opinion on it with the fact that i don't think i'm the right audience for this game it reminds me very much of some of the old arcade-type games that people love but I'm not fond of. I think I'm growing to learn. I like games. I play games, but I don't like any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome welcome to the podcast. (laughs) It's like, I've got no better to do. I'll try this. No, I don't like this either. No, it it reminds me of stuff like Pac-Man, which people go mad about, not... Yeah, take it or leave it. Doesn't help for me. Um, just that. On that note, though, did you play like the redone, more modern, funky, loads of music going on and flashing lights version of Pac-Man, Pac-Man Championship DX thing? Where yes. that's like faster and faster and faster and faster. Yes. yes, yes, I did. Really like that. And did you? How you didn't? I, did, I loved it. It was great. Ah, there you go then. <clears throat> so, yeah, Good. yeah, but the original one. Wacka 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 wacka. Oh yeah, it's poo. Um, so I d- those kind of games, I don't think they do much for me. And I, I, I grew tired of it very quickly. That I didn't see the depth in it. And now you've explained it to me, I, I still don't. You know the, the way the, the enemies move around. I still didn't experience it in that way. I didn't think for the, the amount of time I played it. It never became apparent to me that they were doing different things other than the green one that obviously jumps when you jump. Yeah, he's um, awful. Yeah. And he's a snaky, snaky, snaky man. There are a few things that really annoyed me about it. Okay. Um, just, just a few. <laughs> climb, climbing the ladders, the, the, the marshmallow thing with his balloon shoes, he's too slow to climb the he's ladders. Slow, yeah. Everything he's else like, move. climbs the ladders much faster. Now, yeah, all right, he, one of he's, them's a squid. He actively slows down, doesn't he? Yeah. No, I think, so I think as the levels around. go on, yeah. I think I think they increase the speed just a little bit. So you can't just dawdle around the level. I think they, 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 they increase the speed to push you on. At first, they're pretty much the same speed as you, but they do speed well, up. Until there's only one left, which always seems to go a bit quicker than you. Yeah. No matter whether you're going up and down ladders or not. But the, the basic levels of here are the enemies chasing you, lead them to the doors, get them in, shut them in. I grew tired of that very quickly. The more interesting ones where it was set up in such a manner, but like a set piece with, like I said, with the two alien, the two orange ones where you had to 
lock one in the door and let it back out and get them in sync so that they'd be close enough together to capture them both at once because there was only one door because <clears throat> you couldn't reuse the same door you'd shut something in i preferred that and the same one with the jumping you had to you had to lead the other green jumping one back up to a door to lock it in the puzzle aspect of it i found more interesting um the arcade in inverted commas aspect of it didn't do much for me um maybe i could see where they were going with it but maybe it just lacked a bit of finesse and, and yeah it lacked a bit of polish didn't it? yeah and maybe for that reason it dropped short for me so i give it let's have a look bear in mind i thought the puzzles were good but the main game poor i'd probably go smack bang average them right down the middle five out of ten a woogers yeah, pretty much what, what you've just said. But I did find myself going back to it. And firstly, as you sit down and you try, right, I'm going to box off each level and just give yourself a challenge to get through. But then once you understand the mechanics, once you understand the scoring, then I started playing it for, for point pressing. And it became a challenge to try and send these aliens up and across the ledges and down and really trying to get them all four or three or whatever in each door every level and thereby getting the maximum item value of the next level and taking it through that way. So I ended up treating it not like a little arcade game, but more of a, like I say, a puzzler, more of a... So once you realised you could be a control freak, you liked it. Yeah, and it becomes really frustrating <laughs> because you can't, you could, cause you'll end up shoving one in and then you think, right, because you've only got a limited amount of time to shove them back out the door, aren't you? Like two or three seconds yeah, I, and then they're straight back out the door. Yeah. I think this is the point. I think if if I'd have had this game as a kid, bearing in mind I wouldn't have had that many games, would I have got a lot of mileage out of it? Yes, I probably would for that reason. 50 you levels, mentioned. you would have done, wouldn't you? you got, well, and it's not just that there's 50 levels, it's that you can then create your own games in how you choose to explore those levels. Yeah, absolutely. So there is, like I said, there's more... There's more there than there seems to be there yes. on, the, on the surface of it. The juice is worth the squeeze with this nice. game. Ooh, where, did you, so, where did you pull that one from? Pulled it out of my lemon. So, pulled it out of juicer. But, as you said, the speed is what lets it down. I don't know whether that's a processing thing. Quite big sprites, quite big levels. And because... <laughs> Let's say you've made your, I got as far as to level 12. So once you've reached level 12 and you die, it's not such an enticing prospect to slowly make your way back through those 12 no, versions. That's about where I got as well. Yeah. At 12 levels rather. So I own the physical copy, but what I should have done was probably play on an emulator with some save states because mm. it's a, such a slog to get back through all those levels, isn't it? I and did that's use just down to the pure playing pace of it. I tried to on, get. Yeah. I tried to get <clears throat> further in it. I thought I can see that the, there is a game you can play for points, but I wonder how it develops as you get further on. And I, I've I struggled to make it work in one particular emulator, but the, the other one that I got, I was playing it with the Xbox controller, and the triggers I could use to rewind or fast forward the game, which I found added a whole new. I liked it more once I did that because I've got to jump over something and I time it wrong. I go. Go back and oh, brilliant! And then when I was just on my own and I was trying to walk one round to a door that I wanted to go, and I could fast forward it, <laughs> go up the ladder and go across really fast, and that improved the game. You turned it into more. braid. 
yeah, I've turned it into bread. But I can't score it any higher for that. Because no. <laughs> it's not that I, game's fault. Yeah, the emulator changed the game for me. But as I found out, I got to like twenty something, and it doesn't really change much. Oh. Different shape levels, and that's about it. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a missed opportunity. I think to, it rather because, like I say, do, they do just throw the aliens on and they throw the doors on, and it feels like they haven't actually thought about the levels they've just thrown them on whereas if they had sat there and gone this will be a really good level for people and designed it yes yes every now and then one of them said but that should be every level you know every level should be a puzzle in itself yeah it should be thought out but there was not just those levels where it became a puzzle but there was a couple of them where the enemies we're, com- we're in such a position where you're like, right, how do I get out of this already before I even start? Which I think is why it affords you a little bit of time before you have to start moving. Because mm. each level starts and you've got probably about five seconds to look at it and gauge the layout of the level and where the enemies are and go, right, what do I need to do before they all start moving? Does it not start as soon as you try and move? How long does it no, start no. stationary for? No, it's about five, maybe ten oh, seconds right. tops. It just sits there it. and you're like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? Okay, oh, they're off. Yeah quick run so what mm-hmm. what did you give it then so i'm going to be i'm going to be generous i think give it a seven mm. good that's generous for it's me. certainly the one i've enjoyed the most on this uh, journey of nes games really games. yeah i think so i think i'm at the absolute other end of the spectrum oh no no i'm not chubby cherry was worse than this but um it's a close second for me chubby cherry no way. Yeah. So what we've got, we've got a seven, we've got a six, and we've got a five. And that equals 18 out of a possible 30. So, Sol, what were the other notable d-d-d-d-ds that we could have had? I'm glad you asked, Mark. Other D games we could have been playing. So let's cobble together a quick list here. Devil World, which is... It's crazy. It's, it's crazy maze game. Uh, it's uh, Shigeru Miyamoto's first console-only release. So props to that. Didn't get a US release because it's full of uh, crucifixes and, and devil iconography. So, um, yeah, but what is it? Not what, family. What? It's like it's a, it's a Pac-Man-esque. Maze. It looks like you know the little dragon uh, right. from Bubble Bubble. Yes. Put that in a Pac-Man maze, but yeah. the the you kind of zoomed in. And the maze moves inside the screen, like so it, it scrolls with you. And for some reason, there's a devil dressed like Superman at the top of the screen in blue nice with blue his pants red pants on. on. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it looks odd, it looks crazy. It's good, yeah, have, have a, have a crack of it on, on, uh, on emulator. You've got Donkey Kong series, of course, Double Dribble basketball game, the absolute. Wonderful Dr. Mario. Now, Dragon's Lair, which... Now, what? how did that work? Well, because... I'll put a link in the show notes to someone trying to play it on uh, YouTube. And it's right. very similar to the 8-bit releases that we saw, you know, like a side... The Amstrad big, one. Massive sprite, side-scrolling, digital right. screen thing. But this guy just... He, he must lose about 500 lives just trying to get on the drawbridge. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember playing and playing and playing it on the Amstrad and just really 
came very close to picking it up and throwing it out of a window. The whole, the whole computer, not the joystick, the whole thing, monitor and all. So, Arcade Club Berry has Dragon's Lair 2. Um, <clears throat> and it was working this time. It went. Last time it was broken. And it looks very pretty. Nice, lovely animated. Rock hard, isn't it? I'm glad yeah, I was paying money hard. for it. I'm glad it were on free play. Stupid. Yeah. I, I were about 10 minutes and I only got about two scenes in. I thought, I've had enough of this. Do they call it Dragon, dragon. Play? Because it ends up full of money at the bottom that a dragon <laughs> yeah. likes to sleep in. Yeah, that, that were real money. It was everyone's money yeah. that collected. Dragon Quest, which we've already touched on. At Drop Zone, Archer McLean's, your mate, Dan, My mate, Archer yeah. McLean, My Archer best McLean's mate. Drop Zone, which is, um, it's like a defender. So like a centre-back? No. No, wing-back. It's like, uh, just like defender, but you control a little spaceman that looks like the spaceman at a jetpack on Spectrum. And it's defender, is that the one where it's like a side-scrolly thing and you have to pick up guys and drop them off? Yes, so they're getting stolen, aren't yeah. they? By the, then they get taken yeah. up to the top yeah, of the screen. Them before they get taken yeah. I can't play it, I'm <clears throat> terrible at it. Duck Hunt. I could beat hyperspace. I th- we need to keep it PG, please. <laughs> duck Pixel Hunt. Hunt, Duck Hunt. And DuckTales, Capcom's DuckTales, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. If you've never played it, get on it. It's wonderful. Uh, platformer. Is that the one where he plays Uncle? Is he called Scrooge? Scrooge. It's and Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, it hops around on people's heads with his cane. Yeah, he uses his cane. Yeah. With his bouncing mechanic. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's not easy. Great theme tune. And that's me D's. That's D lot. So is it now time for you to agitate your? Random, but, uh, yeah. I've got, I've got to hang on. I've got to go find me random out somewhere, somewhere in here. You see, the thing is, it's sentient, so I put it back in draw, and it just kind of scuttles off. And after, it's like it's got a life of its own. Where are we? Oh, here he is, hiding in a smoke alarm. Right, let me just wind him up. Please, your bets now, please. <laughs> Stop hurting me. Okay. Sounds oh. like um... child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and next episode's game is. Eliminate a boat duel. The what? I like the sound <laughs> of that already. Eliminate a boat duel. Right, okay. Well I'm all for naval warfare. Sounds good. Reminds that, me yeah, of I mean to all with belly buttons. Get on that. <laughs> Reminds me of Scarborough <laughs> and watching people in lakes hidden in that's not a, that's each other. Uh, peace on park. I'm, I'm trying to see. Google it now to get a, to get a sneak peek. A preview. Oh, it looks dirty. So before we leave, uh, feedback. <laughs> if you can find the feedback, <laughs> <nice to drop in. laughs> 
So we've had, okay. we, people are listening because they're feeding back to us. So shout out to Rick Kendall, who got in touch with us on Twitter, who, who went on to say, this morning's walk to work was fueled by Pixel Hunt Pod. Such a great podcast for anyone interested in games. Or from Yorkshire too, by the sounds of it. You got it. I love that it's not focused on the latest releases and big budget games. So cheers, Rick. That's nice of you. Richard Kendall. Of the no. The creator of the mint cake. <laughs> uh, we had a certain Victor Marland. Of Victor Meldrew. Victor Marland of Tenpence Arcade podcast fame. Who said, here, he, hello. Right. All right, my lover. <laughs> what, said, what's this tweet? I'll, I'll do a mock Bristolian accent, if you like. Because he, he, always, he always does that as, as, as bloody... Yorkshire bloke, but yes. we're always from Lancashire. He gets it wrong. He can't do it. If you ever listen to Pixel and Podcast by it, yeah, he does his accent, but it's Lancashire. <coughs> so, so what are you? Hey, open you. But yeah, it's wrong side at Pennines. Is... Have you not counted up well? You're not. I'm from Boringsley. No, <laughs> where, where, where was this? Did he message you? It's in the email. Can you read that? Or is that back to front? <laughs> Well, it's wobbling about like crazy. Oh, I can just about make that out. Let me I have just had a go at the <clears> door, door, and it seems like it's a typical Japanese Famicom game. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. You'll have, to, you'll have to move it down and then scroll it up as I get through it. It talks about yeah, milk, milk in there. All it says at the bottom is cheers. Uh, Vertvik of the Tempies. Yeah, so the ten peas. So pixel, Vic, I've got to get them peas. Got to get them utes on the street to get them. Down, so, so go down a bit, down a bit, down, down. That's all. No, no, I'm just saying. All right, you yeah, clearly can't see what I can see. Then, all right. Yeah. So here, I've had. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I've just had a go of Dorodor, and it seems like a typical Japanese Famicom game. Cute, easy to start with, and seems very kid-friendly. Your poor blob seems to climb the stairs very slowly, though, which can lead to some annoying deaths. If you like this, you'll probably love Nuts of Milk, which I hope you'll consider throwing into a soul's randomizer hole. Cheers. Well, yeah, we, we throw out into his randomizer hole. He'd love that, wouldn't you? Yeah, so cheers, Vic. Maybe, uh, yeah, we, we might have you on for letter N. Anything that might widen the hole is uh, always appreciated by some. And finally. <laughs> and finally, we've had a shout out from uh, the, the One Up Retro Club. One Up Club Retro Gaming Night, which uh, is running in Wakefield at Red Bar. So if you're listening to this, it's on Saturday the 6th of November, and it's a charity event for Andy's Man Club. This, there is no 60th of November. 16th. 16th, Mark. Ah, uh, it sounded like 60th for Andy's Man Club. For Andy's Man Club, for, for general awareness of mental health issues. Uh, get yourself down there. It's £2 entry. It's open from 5 till midnight and under 18s are allowed in 5 till 8, full of your old retro goodness. Sounds good. Is the 60th of November the 30th of December? No. I don't know. That's maths. 
but something else I'm not good at. But yeah, if you want to get PlayStation, N64, Mega Drive, GameCube, PC, Commodore 64, BBC Micro, Spectrum 128, Dreamcast and Wii's, Red Bar, Wakefield is where you need to get your sends down to. That'll be upstairs. I imagine, won't it? Upstairs at Red Bar. Possibly. It's long yeah, enough. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I personally Probably. can't make it. I might be free that evening. I'm busy through the day, but I might see if I can talk the missus into going over and seeing what it's all about. And that's your feedback. If you want to... Uh... <clears throat> and that's your feedback. So, anyway, that's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. And special thanks go out to Marco and Dano and all you lovely listeners for your continued support and feedback. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter and Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. Or you can email us on howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Daniel website. What? Or just sign us out. I can't see the website, but don't matter. Don't matter. Just sign us out. But just give us an yeah. until next time. <clears throat> until next time, keep keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing the games so you don't have to. Shut that door. Ooh.